0: All right, welcome to the Matt Cast. I'm your host, Matt Chandler, here with my co host,
1: Matt Williams. Howdy, y'all.
0: That's embarrassing.
1: I'm sorry, I woke up with a deep voice this morning. I felt like John Wayne. Woke up with a scar hanging out of my mouth and uh, some black coffee on my table.
0: It kind of feels more like John Wayne Gacy than John Wayne. All right, whatever. <laughs> whatever. All right, well, we're excited today because we have a special guest, Chester Moore, with us today. We're going to talk all about wildlife and what he does. And so uh, we want you to buckle up, sit back because this is the Matt cast.
1: Welcome back, y'all. I'll uh, raise my voice up so people don't get creepy and stop listening. <laughs> Anyhow. We got Chester Moore here. I'm so excited about this one because, uh, Chester, you deal a lot with animals. Your whole life is animals right now.
2: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But I want to go back a second. Uh, thank you for the John Wayne Gacy comment. You're welcome. I'm going to be thinking about Pogo the clown the next six weeks. Thank you.
0: No problem. All right,
2: now back to the real wildlife, the good stuff. That's yeah. right. Oh, so yeah. I've uh, I've been just fascinated with wildlife and animals and God's creation since I was a little boy. I mean, I don't remember a time that animals weren't part of the epicenter of my thought process. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, were you? Uh, Orange County resident from birth to...
2: Yeah, so I grew up in Orange. I was born in Orange and um, grew up fishing and hunting with my dad. And um, growing up in an era where you had great things on television like Mutual Omaha's Wild Kingdom and Jacques Cousteau specials about the ocean and Jacques Cousteau. kind of the marriage of growing up knowing that if I want to... Eat speckled trout. That bay needs to be clean of pollutants. And wow, that's go, right. If we want to go deer hunting, we need to not take too many deer. You know, it kind of right. And then seeing all those programmings uh, early on kind of uh, birthed something in me uh, about like making sure that we have wildlife for the future and conservation and stuff. So it's just always a matter of fact. Recently, I found my mom has like the Chester Moore archives in her house. You know? <laughs> and like, in, uh, there's this fourth grade paper that we had to write. And it was like, what do you want to be when you grow up, or what do you want to do? And I had a picture of like a baby elephant, no, a baby uh, leopard seal on it. And I pasted it I have of a and it says, wow. "I want to help endangered wildlife." That was wow. what I to do in fourth grade. Yeah.
1: Mm. So like, you're the real, you're you're like the embodiment to me of like the Wildcrats. I don't know if you know the Wildcrats. Uh, oh, sure, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've got two nephews that are like full, like you know them. Uh, mm-hmm. fully enthralled in, in the wildcats. In fact, one of them went to school dressed up as one of the brothers, and uh, so that's cool. Every time I, I go over to their house and it's on TV, I'm like, That's that's just that's the more. That's a great
2: uh comparison. I appreciate that because those guys are doing a good job of yeah. bringing yeah. it out to young people. Yeah. When, I, when
0: I was a kid, I remember on television talking about watching stuff, so I used to get the highlight magazines that would have like different animals Love to look at man. and then national geographic my aunt would give me some of those but uh jack hannah on tv oh yeah and there was a guy i don't know where he's at now but he was on fox 29 lake charles he had animals and all in, kinds in of studios in the studio yeah, setting yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah bald-headed guy yeah, i remember that he had a morning show but he had all the, the, this parrot and all these different animals he talked about wildlife yeah, and yeah. It, it was geared i guess towards kids but you know, it's on the morning news, and I loved watching the guy, you know? Yeah. So
1: I got a great Jack Hanna story later. So you know. awesome. Well, yeah. we can, we can uh, roll with that. Uh, does this, <laughs> is this the guy in the studio that always had something going on? You, you've you seen those blooper cri- uh, clips. I don't remember. He like, used to always wear like uh, Hawaiian style shirts. Oh, no. He this had isn't like, his
0: bald on top, had <laughs> hair on the side, you know, and clean shaven, but he always had these incredible animals that he'd bring out.
1: So I love the YouTube clips of, like, when they bring the animals out on the news show. Something always happens. And, like, happens. there's oh, always, yeah. like, if you're, like, looking over here, like, the monkeys got, like, the iguana upside down. hang about tail. <laughs> like, there's something always. Is it always, like, picture perfect to you? Like, when you it's bring. It's never picture
2: perfect. <laughs> Not one time. Like, well, uh, you know, like, uh, the master of that was Johnny Carson back in the day. Oh, yeah. And uh, I got to interview Jim Fowler, who was the great Jim the usual Mall's Wall Kingdom, but he also was the one who brought the animals on the Johnny Carson show, and also Leno, when he was doing the Tonight Show. Program. That's right. And uh, he told me that uh, Carson never wanted to know what they were bringing out, like ever. Never wanted any pre-knowledge hmm. of anything because he wanted it to be a legitimate surprise. You sure. Know? And uh, then I uh, got to spend some time with the guy who brought animals out for years on, um, on Leno. Hmm. He said Leno was problematic because Leno had zero fear and so, like, he would do stuff like, you know, it's like a, a you know a leopard on TV, and he's just reaching over and, like, you know. Oh, um, my God! So I uh, mentioned uh, Hannah because Hannah did it on, on Letterman for years and, yeah. and still does a lot of appearances and stuff. So I love Jack Hanna. Grew up watching Jack Hanna. And um, we have that Wild Wishes program where we grant wildlife encounters for kids with critical illness or loss of a parent or a sibling. Mm-hmm. We had some kids we were talking to one day that, in our program that like Jack Hanna because he's still on syndicated all over the place. Sure, sure. Well, we, uh, we've done a few things with SeaWorld San Antonio, and he was doing an appearance there. So I reached out and said, can I bring some kids to meet him? And uh, he was doing a presentation, and basically it was described as he'll come out, take a picture with the kid, talk to him a second, and he's got to do a show. Hey, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jack Hanna, get an autograph. He hung out with us for like an hour. Wow. And he kept bringing stuff out and talking to the kids and talking to them about <clears throat> conservation. It was just so cool. And so I gained a, a lot of extra respect for him because sure. it was like he didn't have to do that, you know. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah,
1: I think that comes along with the conviction of their of their ministry. So like, I hear that time and time again. You, you hear like, okay, I met I met my 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 star, the sure. guy I've always looked up to, and it was a huge disappointment, you know. And then you meet those. I know everybody has their ups and downs. And then you sure. meet those that are like, yeah, he like he sat there because cause you have a like a parallel ministry. Like it might not be exact, but you. Your heart is to reach others, and your, your vehicle is, is animals. Sure. So, like, when, when you meet somebody else like that and you, you have that bond, it's, it's just like, oh, that's yeah, great. I have so much respect for people that are, are 100% involved in their ministry. Yeah. I think that's where the connection is.
2: Well, you have to be. I mean, as a follower of Christ, and that's foremost above everything I do is that I'm a follower of Christ. And, you know, there was no one that had the conviction— no one that took it to the, to, the, to the highest level like Christ did. I mean, he was in it no matter what, obedient sure. to the Father. So, you know, no matter what it is, it's like our, our little animal ministry here um, that we use for kids. You know, you have to be, because if, you know, I don't feel like 90% of the time if I do an outreach, I don't want to be there in the natural. I'm tired. Yeah. This, I have a job. Right. But I go there and I got to give, if there's five kids or one kid, I got to give it the same 5,000% energy mm-hmm. that I would when I did at John Hagee's ministry at Cornerstone when we did a VBS live in front of 4,500 kids. Yeah. You know, so because wow. it's not fair awesome. to do um, less than that because those kids are looking up to you. That's those right. Those kids are looking for that. And and if they're a kid that's into the wildlife thing and they maybe think, man, I want to be in the conservation, and they meet a guy that they look up to and he's an idiot or doesn't spend time with them, well, that's not going to be good. But even more importantly – as a follower of Christ, when they see Christ in you, and then you're like, oh, blow them off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's even worse, you know. So, and the best example, I can't give all the details because it's kind of almost sensitive to um, national security or something, but John Hagee himself, a friend of mine, is his CEO. And he watched, he was in a room with Pastor Hagee and a high level prime minister of another nation. And he's talking to him and Pastor Hagee's grandkid walks in the room and said, oh, I'm sorry. He goes, no, no, no. And Pastor Hagee went over and talked to his grandkid for a few minutes and left the other guy sitting over there. Wow. Mm. So that's, you know, it's, it's our, I'm reminded of like, you know, Jesus giving the ironic blessing to the children. Yeah. You know, and then Judas, the treasurer, who's the thief, and everybody like, well, you know, let's get the kids out of here. They're not important. They're not the influential M- yeah. people. And yeah. Jesus said, bring the children, you know. Yeah. And that's really what it comes down to, you know, because I've been to the... Man, I've been to the apex of the animal thing. And I plan on going to higher apexes because God is limitless.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm.
2: But if I ever forget that, you know, that I need to sit down with a little kid and talk about the snake they caught in their yard, I need mm. to quit what I'm doing. That's you know,
1: right. You know. Well, Chester, I don't want to measure belt sizes here. Uh-oh. But, uh, you know, I myself, I now own two goldfish. But uh, I was curious <laughs> about. I have a turtle that will eat them. I need to get rid of them. <laughs> I was curious, curious about your animal count, man.
2: So I don't know the exact count currently, <laughs> because lost one. We have the Egypt-
1: turtle keeps eating all the animals. <laughs> That's it.
2: That's a big no, turtle. We have Egyptian spiny mice that have finally decided to breed, and I go in there all the time. and go, oh boy, you know.
1: So, oh, Egyptian boy. mining mice. Yeah, spining they have
0: they, they have these little gold uh, hats they wear and oh to indicate yeah, that they were Egyptian. what the
2: pharaohs used to like mine out stuff you know like mm-hmm. those no, spiny <laughs> little spines <laughs> on their back okay <laughs> they and, built uh, the pyramids but we're uh, we're, at, we're at like fifty species wow
1: yeah that's awesome I'm gonna take a smoke break and look up spining mice real quick so, so
0: while you take your smoke break. Uh, just for our listeners, before we get too much further into Chester talking about what he does, uh, he is the editor-in-chief of Texas Fish and Game. So, he hosts More Outdoors on News Talk AM 560 KLVI.
2: For 20 years. It's crazy. I started 20 when I was three. years. I started when I was three years old, man. That's
0: awesome, yet. bro. That's awesome. <laughs> Couldn't reach the microphone. They had to put the boom arm down there for him. a special
2: him. thing, but we worked it out. Yeah.
0: So you, you're an author. You, you give speeches. You're a conservationist. Um, You've gotten some awards for your, your love for wildlife been and noticed, uh, been yeah. recognized for that. And of course, you have Kingdom Zoo, and you work with the Jerusalem Biblical Zoo as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're mentoring kids. I'm reading all this stuff that you've done. Uh, you know, Again, Kingdom Zoo, Wild Wishes. Uh, you've appeared on National Geographic, the Outdoors Channel, Fox Sports Southwest, Animal Planet, Destination America, GETV, and TBN. Mm-hmm. I'm out of breath.
1: What are we doing with our life here? My word, how big is your Rolodex? That's a lot of contacts. i tell you what, if,
2: if I were to show people the contacts that are in my phone <laughs> of, of the highest level people, I look at it sometimes and I'm like, how did God connect me with these people? So one you know of those I mean?
0: people, and you can tell us about this relationship, but it's Ted Nugent.
2: Oh, yeah, I've known Ted since I Come
0: was Come on now.
2: I've been friends with Ted since I was 20 years old. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Right. Which was 40 years ago.
2: No, 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 no. It was... <laughs> <laughs> Three years ago. Right? <laughs> Remember? I started on. That's right. That's wow, right. That's right. That's man. But, uh, yeah, so I started my career um, when I was a senior in high school. My wife's girlfriend, uh, was my, uh, my girlfriend at the time, her mom found a little ad in the Orange Leader newspaper in the back of, like, the Texas Parks and Wildlife was doing an essay contest about hunting, and you won a lifetime combination hunting and fishing license. I won that. And I went to a thing called the Texas Wildlife Expo. And I already knew I wanted to write about wildlife at this point. And I was in journalism class in high school and all that. So I won this thing. And uh, Nolan Ryan, the Hall of Fame pitcher, Mm -hmm. presented my award. I was a huge Astros and Rangers fan growing up. And loved baseball. And so I met Ted Nugent at that event. And the next year, talking about meeting your celebrity heroes, um I set up because I had a um a radio show I was doing like a on KLGT at the time I was doing like a five minute little report between their fishing show and news or something like that. And I said, if I can get Nugent, that would be cool, you know. And so I called the management and I actually got him and said, he look, he asked 15 minutes. That's it. There's no more time, so get him, get what you need to do, and he's done. Okay, fair enough. He's an hour late. He put and, and all oh, of a sudden no. I see this I see this big dually going across this pasture on Parks and Wildlife's property. And I see Ted Nugent's head hanging out going, hey, uh, you Chester Moore? Yeah, come in. Hop in. So we're like there an hour talking about his last hunting trip. I said, dude, they said I had 15 minutes. He goes, don't believe that crap. Come hang out with me. Wow. So I hung out with him and had the whole weekend at the event, and we've been friends ever since. Yeah, he's a good dude. Wow, that's right. awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've got some I got some crazy Ted stories over the years. I'm sure I you do. I bet so. <laughs> but they're not like crazy like people think, you know. They're yeah. Like, um, my, I gave you the best one. So he wrecked my wife's truck. Okay. So he ba- he has to drive because he drives faster than any human being on the planet. <laughs> He'll pay the ticket, right? Or get out of it, you know? Yeah. So he's backing up at this ranch and, and you just hear this grinding and crashing. And he's ripping the fenders like a three foot, because he backed over the rancher's cattle guard on there. Oh, he didn't no. Pay attention. And he looks over at me and goes, I'll pay for that. I said, No, you will. You got more money than I got, <laughs> you know? So. He said, "Look, when I get home a week from now from the hunt, I'll hook you up." So he calls me. I said, "Look, man, don't worry about. It. I got somebody to kind of work this out and fix it. Whatever. It's an older truck." And I said, "But uh, you know what? My dad really looks up to what you do for hunting and how you've helped me. So can my dad go up to your ranch in Michigan and hunt?" He said, "Yeah, why well, don't both of you go hunt?" So he, and he had his personal guide meet us and take us on a hog hunt in his ranch That's in awesome. Michigan. But here's the cool part: Ted was actually flying back to. Texas. The morning we were arriving at four o'clock in the morning, he was going to be flying out to Texas for another filming. He changed his flight schedule to meet my dad at the ranch house at the cabin. Had it warmed up, got my dad's kind of coffee he wants, and took my dad out to the stand and put my dad out in the stand personally, and, left. Wow. and then he went and flew out to Texas. That's awesome. So that was
1: cool. Yeah, that meant a lot to me. That was really yeah. Cool. And that shows you who your friends are. That's yeah. right. Especially when they're tattooed. That's right. <laughs>
2: Is he still making music, or is he... Oh, yeah. You can't stop him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, he's a force of nature. Yeah. like Even like if you disagree with Ted, I wouldn't advise <laughs> arguing with him. <laughs>
0: yeah, I can see that.
2: You know, it's like you just go, okay, whatever. I'm going to pray for you, okay? But uh, no, he's, he's a good guy.
1: They might need to make a new Enneagram number for Ted. In fact, it's not even a number. It's just called Ted. <laughs> yeah. It's just off the scale. That's right.
2: <laughs> but I've learned a lot from him. Like I've never seen anyone in my life with their convictions as intense as him. Sure. And as out there as him and as bold as him. So and if ever I think like I'm being bold about this, I go, I'm nowhere in the Nugent category. You
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So can you tell us about how Kingdom Zoo got started? Because that's really like your, your baby yeah, sure. Um, uh, outside of what you do for your— Professionally, yeah. Professionally, yeah, your books and your articles and all that kind of stuff. Tell us how that got started.
2: So um, in 2012, um, let me back up a little bit. So uh, at the church that I attend, Community Church, in 2009, we had a new children's pastor come, Marisa Adams. And uh, I said, you know what? Maybe I can bring an animal up here like once a month for the kids. I didn't have animals, but I was catching snakes and turtles people bringing stuff. I started doing that, and then um, it was really popular with the kids, and I saw the impact it had on kids. I saw kids come out of their shell. When I brought like a turtle or something and mm-hmm. normally, literally, it was like they were a different kid because they had something to relate to, you know. So in 2012, I woke up one morning and the Holy Spirit moved upon me to literally just said, you need to write curriculum on wow. my creation. So I said, okay, I don't have time for this. So you're <laughs> going to have to provide the time. So I would wake, for the next 13 mornings, I woke up and I wrote a, a week curriculum, like the, the curriculum lesson, and I took an hour and a half, two hours to do it. Wow! It just flowed out of me, and it was called, uh, called a God's Outdoors at the time. But I went and bought the domain names that day of godsoutdoors.com and kingdomzoo.com. So I knew I wanted to do something with Kingdom Zoo. So I wrote curriculum, and uh, I, was gonna te- I ended up teaching at community for 13 weeks that summer on Sunday nights. And I thought, you know, I'm really good on camera, and I can edit a little bit. Let me, start, let me film a clip to go with each lesson. Yeah. Right? And so, but I didn't have a really, I didn't have an HD camera at the time. And then, literally the morning I think of this, a lady on my Facebook uh, messaged me and said, "The Lord put on my heart you need to do something in media." And wow. uh, look, like, I'll give you a thousand dollars if you need any equipment. So I wow. bought a camera, and it came two days later. And I ended up doing this God's Outdoors thing. And That's then, awesome. And then, it kind of, by the end of that year, I knew I really wanted to drop the God's Outdoors title. And shift into the Kingdom Zoo thing. Because the guy mm. idea of Kingdom Zoo, it's the animal kingdom. Mm. Right. It's mainly the kingdom of our master Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right? So that's really what Kingdom Zoo is about. And so that next year, I got contacted by John Hagee Ministries to do, I did two years of a very, very bootleg, like ultra bootleg. <clears throat> Television thing where I would like literally have kids in kids' church. Your 15 year old boys holding my camera for me out in the field. Oh my gosh! And did 26 episodes of God's Outdoors with Chester Moore, and it's like total bootleg stuff. But what crazy thing about it was is how many people it reached.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and I have people reaching out to me from all over the country and stuff. Like, hey, I love that and stuff. So by this point, I'm really seeing that the impact is hurting kids kids that are going through challenges depressions and all kinds of st- sicknesses and the lessons even originally half of them were dealing with you know self image and all kind of stuff like that so in 2014 it's it's going pretty good I'm getting asked to go speak at a lot of churches and stuff and I love doing that but it really it, was, it wasn't satisfying me
0: mm-hmm.
2: because like you know I I want to be in the street you know yeah. I, I want to be out there so I'm at church and a girl named Nayeli Hernandez walks past me. And Nayeli had just lost her father a few months earlier in an industrial accident. Mm. And the Holy Spirit said, "Clear, Isabel said, ask her what her favorite animal is and take her to meet it. So I her, literally turned around and said, Nayeli, baby, come here a second. What's your favorite animal? She said, oh, I love zebras. I said, I don't know how, but you're going to go meet a zebra. So I was with a friend of mine uh, and my wife. And the friend said, why don't you, you ever thought about doing what your grandma does used to do? So my grandmother, Ruby Pickard, had a, a, a nonprofit founded in 1982 called My Wish Incorporated, and it granted wishes to children with terminal illnesses. Wow. It wasn't animal wishes. It was like kind of like you think of Make-A-Wish. Sure. But here's the interesting thing. Make-A-Wish, I found out, was only founded like a year and a half before My Wish was, and my grandma didn't even know it existed. Mm. Wow. So God had something going on then, you know? Yeah. But I'm listed in the fi- old 5013C as a co-founder, and I was nine years old.
1: Come on. I was wow. with her
2: on the first wish. That's prophetic. A little, a little boy, I know, blew my mind. So a little boy named Jeremy from Mauriceville had leukemia. That's how she found out. She heard about this kid and wanted to do something for him. So we went out to his house. I was close to his age. And she asked him what he, if he could have anything, what would it be? He wanted an American flag for his house. Wow. I would have asked for like a safari to Africa. Mm-hmm. yeah, Or to be in like Return of the Jedi was about to come out. <laughs> and I'd be like, can I be a stormtrooper, please? A stormtrooper like Luke Skywalker. But uh,
1: <laughs> This one didn't mature yet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. They
2: said, no, you're going to be an Ewok, kid. But uh, <laughs> that, that had effect on me. My grandmother granted over 200 wishes to kids. So if I would have came up with ended up being wild wishes that we're talking about here, it would have been terminally ill children. But the Lord, Mm -hmm. before I had the concept, said, children who have lost a parent or Mm -hmm. sibling. So I immediately, within five minutes, when she said that, I said, I already have a kid, I'm just gonna meet a zebra. Critical or terminal illness, loss of a parent or a sibling. As I sit here, I granted wish number 102. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so um, the Lord has been, and and so really, that took the ministry to an entirely different level. And it allowed us a lot more reach and and to go into places like hospitals and places that mm-hmm. we normally wouldn't go. And then right after that, we the Lord put on my heart to get a facility, and we rented a place in West Orange, and we, we're run our fourth location now. And yeah. uh, moving forward, man, moving forward.
1: So is there a link to your Wishes Foundation on your main site?
2: Yeah, so kingdomzoo.com, you'll see like Kingdom Zoo Wildlife Center and then Wild Wishes.
1: Okay. So just, just it's a
2: King, Wild Wishes is a program of the Kingdom Zoo Wildlife Center, mm-hmm. you know. It's like our main program, but it's not all we do. We go to Butner Children's Village once a month and bring animals and pray and minister. We work with Girls Haven for five years. We work with Boys Haven for five years. A lot of individual families. We do both of those facilities once a quarter. That's and, awesome. And because uh, the animals are the vehicle, right? You know, if you take a girl who's been brutally sexually abused, and we've heard hor- the horror stories upon horror stories, it's unbelievable. People, if they really stop and ask what's happening with the kids in their neighborhood, mm-hmm. schools, and church. They, which, they need sure. to do, which they need to do, they would be aghast. And so sure. you take this kid who's just shared this heart-wrenching 16-year-old girl who just shared this heart-wrenching story of what they went through, and, I, and, and me and my wife come up and put a prairie dog in their hand. Mm. They become a kid again. Yeah. It's like God redeems the years of locusts have eaten. You know, it's like yeah. he goes in and it's like— because what, what, what God put on my heart was that in the beginning there was no death, there was no sickness, there was no abuse, there was no neglect, there was no sorrow, it was mankind and animals. It was mm-hmm. the creation. That's what existed. Mm-hmm. And so it's like going back to the garden before Lucifer came in to see Saul. Sure. And it's that's why our signature verse is Isaiah eleven six, which is the messianic reign of Jesus' prophecy, the thousand year reign. You know, it says the wolf will live with the lamb, and the uh-huh. leopard with the calf, and a little child would lead them. And what we tell people is if Christ can bring peace between a wolf and a lamb, which will happen on this planet one day coming soon, mm-hmm. then how much peace can he bring to you now? But I thought it was beautiful that he put a a wolf and a lamb and a child. In our second wish, we got to see a little tiny glimpse of that. So we had a boy named Shane who had leukemia. And um, interesting, my grandmother's first terminal case was leukemia. Mm. It's really interesting parallels. And he wanted to meet a wolf. So we took him to the Animal World and Snake Farm Zoo, which I highly recommend going to out in New Braunfels. And they had an Arctic wolf he could meet. Now, he couldn't go in with the Arctic wolf, but it would come up to the fence. He could give it biscuits, and it would lick him to the fence, and got a photo op, and they let him play with a monkey and a fox, and it was really cool. But I have a friend of mine named David Cleaver who lives 90 minutes from there who has a wolf dog, and she's really sweet. Now, I'd done some video with the wolf dog, and I knew she wasn't, like, like, real affectionate, but she was safe. Sure. I thought, well, he could get a photo op with her. Yeah. So... We do the, the thing with the wolf in and the, and the facility, and David met us in the parking lot. We're going to go to the park now with the wolf dog. He pulls up, and wolf dogs don't go up and jump and greet you. they are very. They got to check you out. Mm. There's eight of us in the crowd. David pulls up, opens the door to say hi. Lucy, the wolf dog, jumps over him, runs out. He didn't even put a leash on her. Straight to the crowd of us. Shane, the little boy, is in the middle. Runs directly to Shane. Buries her head in his chest. Wow. And before I could give him wolf dog protocol 101, he puts wow. Lucy in a headlock. And he's like,
1: I love you. You're
2: awesome. And I'm pleading the blood of Jesus. Wow. Lord, don't let the dog, you know. But uh, that wolf dog followed Shane and my daughter around the park for an hour, never left their side. Come on. And the wolf will live with the lamb and, little, and the little child will lead them. Mm. That's got incredible. To that. So that was, that was really
1: inspirational for us, yeah.
0: That's incredible.
1: Yeah. So for people to get connected um, in what you're doing, they can, there's a link on your website. Yeah, you can go to kingdomzoo.com
2: or kingdomzoo wildlife center on Facebook. Okay. Yeah, and me and my wife answer all of the correspondence from that.
1: Yeah. 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 I did get to see one of your videos a couple of weeks ago in regards to uh, similar stories that you're telling us now. Uh, I don't know where you were. It looked like maybe a garden or... Maybe something in the backyard or something like that. But anyways, you're doing a little selfie thing. And uh, it's, it's the first video I've seen. I know you're very active, but I guess we weren't friends on Facebook. Oh, know. that's embarrassing. I don't know what that's I, I, all about. I'm over my friend limit.
2: So he's that's that cool That's a cool good problem guy. to have.
1: Uh, you know, I'm just not comparing. Blue check belts. verified, okay?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's it called? So out? if you try Content to add major? me and I, and I don't add you, it's because I have over 5,000 friends and they won't. Come on. Yeah, yeah. So
1: yeah. Ted, Ted Nugent just one of them. I'm guessing. I don't know. Not on
2: Facebook, but like cell phones. So oh, it's a better. got you. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: When you're at Chester's level, <laughs> yeah. you don't use your real name on social media. Okay, you have your pen name. You <laughs> yeah, know I your pseudo name. Got, got, got you. Yeah, <laughs> Jackson Smith is actually Ted Nugent. Okay,
2: <laughs> I, got, I got you. Uh, if you I see s- Bruce Banner out there on Facebook, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> so I always that, want to be the Hulk. <laughs>
1: I stay angry. <laughs> That's I got right. a great story about that. Go but for the it. The greatest man.
2: line in the Avengers was, that's my secret. I'm always angry. Yeah. And so, um, I'm at, Bo- I'm at, no one boy saving. It was, um, Buckner children's village. And there was a little boy And usually the kids where we see are there for like maybe three months max and they're gone. Cause they're like, it's a foster thing. They're trying to place them. They've been taken out of homes. Place mm. them. And there was a little boy with really bad burns. I mean, bad burns. And, uh, Every time we do the animal presentation, we do the presentation, I line them up and ask them what they want me to pray for them. So I pray for them. And he was kind of at the end of down here on the, on the, on the far side. And he told me his name was Logan. And uh, he didn't really have any prayer or things. So I just prayed for peace for him. I was hoping he'd be back the next month. And he was. And that time he let me pray for him. Well, the third month we come, he's still there. And we had like, they had like an event. And me and uh, we did it. We did the uh, we did the, the event. Me and my friend Tracy were there. Tracy Ellis were there, and uh, somebody else, and uh, and Megan Toohey. Yeah, Megan did worship. Yeah. So Megan did the worship, and the kids really lit up. You know when the worship was going mm-hmm. on, and so little Logan, I get to him, and uh, and I say, Hey, buddy, you know what's so cool about you is you have a name of one of my favorite comic characters of all time. He goes, Who's that? I said, Do you know that Wolverine's name is Logan? He goes, whoa, I didn't know that. He goes, this is a kid who already talked to me for the last two months. He goes, Mr. Chester, you know I really love? I love Captain America. I want the (laughs) shield. And he's talking about the Avengers. And uh, I say, you know, can I tell you a secret? I said, the Avenger I want to be is the Hulk. Because I would love someone to push me around one time, Mm -hmm. look at him and go, don't make me angry. You Mm -hmm. wouldn't like me when I'm angry. (laughs) And then smash a small city into oblivion. (laughs) And he's talking about all this. And then he opens up about something he needs prayer for. and And I pray for him. And then I go pray for the little girl next to me, and he's like beaming when I turn around and look at him. He goes, Mr. Chester, that's your secret, huh? You're always angry. <laughs> he's seen it. <laughs> and then he held my hand and wanted to come home with me Wow, on the way out. come on. And I'll never forget that, kid, as long as I live. I'll never forget that experience, how God could use something as simple as a, as a comic book movie mm-hmm. yeah, and turn it into something that was beautiful. But I think the kid, God was speaking to him, that, that he saw something in me because I'm, I'm a pretty intense guy. And like... Um Anger is what drives a lot of this
1: mm.
2: you know there's a lot more of there's a lot more of me that turn the tables over in you know in, sure. in the temple than there is the one who would sit at people 's feet you know and mm-hmm. be nice because mm-hmm. what I see so much makes me very angry mm. you know so my response to that is to go to the children who have been hurt by all these things yeah. and bring them peace and love and go at whatever cost to do this. I mean me and my wife calculated this. This year we will put 1,600 hours into the ministry. That's awesome. 1,600 hours is absolutely crazy, but that side of it, and then on the prayer side of it, it's warfare. Yeah, it's like total warfare against what's going on. So, anger can be a really bad thing, and for years it was for me. You know, I was in metal bands for 18 years, and and two of those bands that I was in for the longest time, I founded, wrote most of the lyrics, and all that and stuff. You know, and I'm the weird guy who was in metal bands 18 years, never got drunk, never smoked a cigarette, never did drugs. You know, but I had my other vices, you know, and I was very angry. The unicorn of metal bands. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, don't say unicorn and metal. That right. just,
1: the metal in me just wants to blow up and melt. It just, said, they could have he just have like, said dragon or something. Look, you know blowed they they rainbows. They
0: can have mascara and black hair on their mane or something. I don't <laughs> okay.
1: know. It's like unicorn and it's metal. Like, hey, did you see my tattoo? It's like rainbow. <laughs> yeah. With a like, metal guitar under <laughs> Yeah. But like that anger. Things what
2: drove that, you know, that that anger and stuff, and then like God's like, uh, you know, you have to, have to get this right. So tell you how God will reach you. Is I'm at a Striper concert. Striper was the first Christian metal band ever. You know, they mm. um, were talking about a band that was number one on MTV, had a double platinum album, sold out arena tours. And there wouldn't be a skillet if there wasn't a striper, you know. Or sure.
0: casting crowns.
2: Chris Tomlin. And so I, I, they, they reformed in 2003 after 12 years of not being a band. Uh-huh. And I went to the concert and I was at the darkest place I'd ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I was headed toward darkness, you know. And uh, here I am at this show. I'm about to walk into infidelity in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I just gotten, it wasn't, it was the level of emotional at this point, but you know, sure. in God's eyes, it's all the same. Yeah. Right. right. And my wife's with me at this show. And this is a testimony I've shared before, you know. So here I am, and uh, Striper's playing, and I'm excited to see them. And they hit the first note of the first song, a song called Sing Along Song. And it's a really heavy song, despite the title. And I burst into tears. Wow. I had felt the Holy Spirit for the first time, I had felt since I waged my war against organized Christianity in 1985. uh, That was 03 for 18 years. Wow. And um, it was amazing. And I wept through a bunch of that set. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the set, Michael Sweet, the singer, says, if anybody wants to give their life to Christ tonight or back to Christ tonight, do it now. You need, don't miss this. Mm -hmm. And I was at the back to Christ. I gave my life to Christ at Co-Baptist Church in Orange, Texas in 1983. 20 years later, in 2003, I'm giving it back to Christ in a club called The Engine Room in Houston. And a lot of what this anger thing and all this stuff and the seeing how kids, because sometimes, unfortunately, the church is what messes people up. That's right. Sure. You know? I mean, look, they would kill Jesus, right? You know, pilot was the vehicle, but the church was the driving engine yeah. you know, at the time. Right. You know? And so uh, I found myself, and you know, like, it was really crazy because you know, the ones that have the greatest calling in life are the ones who have the greatest warfare. I tell parents, if your kid has constant stuff happening to them, it's because God has a calling on their life. Look at Moses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They tried to kill Moses. They tried to kill Jesus and John the Baptist early because of prophetic thing. The enemy knows this stuff, you know. So I didn't know I had a calling in my life, but I obviously did, and the enemy knew it. And so every we had a, a schism at church like a lot of us have, and my my family was really hurt. And uh, I was a pretty smart little kid, and I'm like, these people are hypocrites. Mm. right? And so I kind of walked out of church, you know. And then being a little metalhead kid, I had constantly had church, and this is not an exaggeration. I bet between fifth grade and, let's say, 2003, just that area, I bet I had 150, 200 Christians walk up to me, publicly in public and stuff, telling me that I was going to hell. That thing. It was unbelievable how much it would happen. Had teachers doing it. I had teachers and um, kids and an adult in my neighborhood when I was 14 years old spreading a rumor that I was a Satan worshiper. I mean, I got that constantly. It was unbelievable. So what I tell kids is that this is so sad, but it's true. I met Marilyn Manson in a nightclub in, in Dallas in 2001, and he was nicer to me, legitimately nicer to me and concerned about my well-being than any Christian who professed to be a Christian I met in previous 15 years. Wow. Think about that.
1: Yeah, it's wow. pretty sad.
2: Yeah, and so I was up at the club, and I saw him. I was going to see him the next day at OzFest, and uh, I, I go to walk up, and this big security guy, like, gets up my face, and he said, get out of his way. Told, and he pushed the security guard aside, you know. Let me talk to this man. Wow. He sat there and talked to him. Hey, man, how's it going? He was real nice, you know, and whatever. And uh, I'm like, so the guy, the self-proclaimed antichrist superstar, mm-hmm. was nicer than a, lot, than a lot of Christians, you know. That's why yeah. I pray for him every time I think of him. Sure. Every day. Yeah, because the people we think are the most lost are the ones often that God. Paul, let me tell you something. Melvin Manson might learn a lot of stuff in his career, but he ain't solved tarsus yet, so and thrown a Christian to the lions yet. That's right. All right. You know, so that going just just kind of I know that's kind of a side trail, but just in ter- terms of testimony, that's you know some of that anger I see. Things happen to kids. I'm like, let well, no, We're not going to let that happen. Yeah, we're going to let them know that Jesus Christ loves them. Yeah, and I'm not saying we got the perfect vehicle, the perfect message, but I just want to be there to let them. Hey, Jesus loves you no matter where you're at you may not want to keep you where you're at but he doesn't right. dislove you because of whatever cuz i always heard the opposite you know so that's a lot of what moves me to to go to kids who are the the least you know, and because our society just cares about the rich, the privileged, the talented, the political, and the connected. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's exactly opposite of who Jesus went to. Mm-hmm. He never rebuked a harlot, a prostitute. He rebuked the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the scribes. You know. Yeah. And so it's about going out to those kids, and it's not just necessarily like a critical illness or loss of parent or sibling. It's kids that are bullied to extremes, sure. and abused, and neglected, and lonely. Loneliness is just that's unbelievable right. right now. It's yeah. sad, you know. So. We just want to let them know their love, man. And the animals, are, I'm so humble that I get to do animals with them. I mean, how cool is that? You
0: know? Oh, yeah. You really are a unicorn, though, if you think about this. Okay, so. <laughs> Matt, we're going to have a problem with this unicorn thing. So, so heavy metal music.
2: Oh, God, I know. Baseball. Yeah.
0: Hunting. Comic books. And Jesus. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. Never are those six things ever Never. put together except no. in the form of a unicorn. <laughs> much,
2: maybe a Sasquatch. I don't know. But <laughs> I'll go with the Sasquatch. <laughs> it's just rare. I don't know. But it's. Uh, I'll probably take the unicorn. But uh, no, in, in all reality, it is different. You know, like uh, I'm a rugged individualist. I guess you could say,
0: <laughs> Renaissance uh, man. That's a better term, th- dude. Yeah. The God, Renaissance. I'm man. I'm a higher Matt to
2: be my publicist. That's, that's it, Chester babe. Moore. Renaissance man. Yeah, but uh, no, it, it it's really interesting. I've always been determined that I was going to be whatever me was. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've and it it is what it is. You know, but it's funny. Some pe- people love to put everybody in a box, right? Absolutely. You know, and you know as a pastor, you know people are like well, that's you're a right. Pastor, you can't enjoy this. You yeah. know. Are, uh, so I'm like, yeah. So what? You know, I was in a metal band for 18 years, but uh, and so the last incarnation of a metal band I was in, I quit doing music live music ten, nine years ago now. I just I'll, I'll walk away from things. Like I know there's a season uncertain. I don't think yeah. everything's a life sentence, you know? Right. Wildlife well, to me is gonna be that's that's who God created me to be. Sure. Like I did music for 18 years, and I was like, you know, I'm at the highest level I've ever done it. Let's end well. Let's yeah. not just. So this last band I'm in was a band called Draken which is German for dragon and a lot of the lyrics were based on, I wrote on biblical creation and stuff like Mm. that. And it was my way of like trying to use music to like witness, you know what I mean? And, uh, I'll never forget being at a club. And, uh, this is just showing you how God can use like, wow, how could he use a guy in a metal band? So I'm at this club and this, absolutely stunning. I mean, like, if the devil picked a girl to come out to a guy in a metal band, this would be the chick. Beautiful mm-hmm. girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, sweet fate, just walks up to me.
0: Crowd and she, parts.
2: And, yeah, and, and I'm putting my base in my case after the show, and she hands me a Sharpie. And I'm like, I thought she's going to take one of the posters people have been getting us to sign. And she starts unzipping your shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I said, to, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second, sweetheart. She goes, can you sign my breast? And I was just straight up honest and said, if you came to me like five years ago, I'd have taken my own Sharpie out at this point. And I said, you're a beautiful girl and all that. She kind of laughed, and I took the took, put levity in the room. Let me get
1: my breast Sharpie out.
2: Hang yeah. on one second. <laughs> but, but I told her, I said, here's the thing. I'm, I'm married, and I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And, and I, would be, I would be dishonoring my master, <clears throat> yeah. my wife, and really, most importantly, you, yeah. by doing this, because you're obviously a very pretty girl. But I want you to know that you've got a lot more to offer than your looks. Yeah. There's a lot more in you. She said, that's so sweet. I doubt that that young lady will ever forget sure. the guy she wanted to sign her breast, Yeah, who every other person that she ever, if she ever offered that to, I guarantee you did. But God had me in a position to do that. That's awesome. And I think sometimes we got to be in, in positions that might make us feel a little uncomfortable, too. Sure. Witness to Jesus. But yeah, I, I, now that I think about it, I'm a Renaissance unicorn, perhaps. Yeah. I don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah. You know what's scary is, you tell that story. I think my mom, this is the kind of stuff, she'd probably do at a Clay Walker concert.
2: <laughs> yeah. <I
0: can't>. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm just saying, they're friends, but I'm saying. <laughs> it happens, right? It happens.
2: <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this. It's all good. But you know what's funny about all this? It's like. I, I can already feel the religious spirits getting. Oh my God! We have stones for Chester and Matt. And oh Matt, yeah, or they're coming. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm just. I'm just saying. If you live in a glass house,
0: <laughs> listen. Don't I. I've got stone. bruises
1: on my back, my front. It's all good, bro. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. 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 So now, I'm thinking wildcrass with maybe black pants. You know, just a little spice it well, up see, a little bit.
2: I, I, when we started doing the TV thing, so like I wear a zebra bandana everywhere. Right now I'm wearing a beanie because it's cold. Right. So. A zebra bandana is my thing. And that's actually was thought out. Because when I started doing the, the, the Kingdom Zoo thing in the, in the early incarnation with God's Outdoors on TV, I said, I have to have an identifying factor that brings mm. it all together. And so I said, I'm not a khaki guy. Mm-hmm. Like, and that just goes against my DNA. Yeah. You know, I'm like, instead, so I've hunted my whole life. <laughs> I was in metal bands my whole life. Sure. So black and camo, which is pretty much my color scheme. Like literally, if you go into yeah. the more closet, it's bl- me I Even got my wife in it's black and camo. <laughs> you know, like you see white, like what is that for? You know? Right. Yeah. And so it, it must was be for a funeral. It was, yeah, <laughs> Get it had, out of here. Camo pants. But I, I actually have a gray shirt on the day. It's really I'm weird. Probably of it. It's under a camo jacket. So, yeah. Uh, you can't sit anyway. So uh, I had a... I said a zebra bandana because I use I would always wear a do rag, a beanie or bandana, and I said a zebra bandana, and that represents several things to me. I want, I want everything I, I can in this to be a witness somehow. Like, sure. There's it, an opportunity for a layer of it to be a witness. And that is, number one, it's not a zebra in my mind. <laughs> it's a white tiger. I was working a lot uh-huh. with big cats at the time, so yeah. it represented a endangered species and a rare, unique. It also represents my wife because my wife's favorite animal is a zebra. Mm-hmm. So that makes me think of her. It represents the, the stripes that Jesus Christ bore on his back. Nice. And it represents the band Striper, Signature verse is Isaiah 53. By stripes, we healed. Because if they hadn't been obedient to their calling in life and they hadn't met me in a nightclub in Houston in 2003, none of this would have happened. Yeah. That's right. That's it all comes, that's about.
1: It comes down to the one percenters and the intentionality of things. So the that's one percenters right. are the ones that are obedient, that's the ones that are, are, are the vehicle to be a part of God's kingdom, yep. making it here present on earth. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I want to shine a light on that because that's phenomenal, Chester that you're so intentional on everything you do.
2: It's, uh, it's, it's difficult. Sure. You know, I, it's, the difficult part of it is God, God told me about a year and a half ago, I mean, it's in my spirit that I'm, I've given you, a, you and your wife a ministry of authenticity. Mm. And when God gives you something, you think of one layer, but God's got many layers. That's right. right. And so authenticity comes with integrity. And integrity is the hardest thing to be. It's mm-hmm. the hardest thing in the world is to be truly integral. I heard a Joel Osteen sermon like 10 years ago, integrity. It messed me up to this day. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, man, I thought I had integrity till I heard this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just little things, you know? Yeah. So I'm always trying to think like how, what could in the presentation of what we do, um, what, what layer of this will reach this person and this person and this person? Mm-hmm. What conversation opportunity mm-hmm. could this bring up, you know? Because it's all about those kids. I mean, that's my heart. and My wife's heart is me and Lisa. I want to help kids that are hurting mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure there's someone listening, oh, my God, I can't believe a guy in a metal band, would, you know, want to help kids. Well, shut up. Start off with. Uh, hey, so to right. the men. Yeah. Secondly, um, and, you know, if you've walked in some darkness in your life, you think you, you might have an understanding of darkness.
1: For sure. And yeah. then
2: you want to make sure that darkness doesn't come over here to these people. Yeah. You want to yeah. defend it, you know. Last thing the body of Christ needs right now is more lambs. Uh, We've got a lot of lambs. We need yeah. some lions. That's, that's right. You know? Jesus was a lamb, but when he comes back, the people who think he's a lamb ain't going to recognize him.
0: If we wouldn't get sued, I'd have played the Lion King intro song right now. Uh, I'm feeling it deep in my spirit it right in now. In spirit. I was
1: about to do the, the bane. You merely adopted <laughs> the doctor. I was going with Misty
2: Edwards' "Line the Tribe of Judah songs. So we're, we're all done. over the map today.
1: <laughs> I've, uh, I've got one last question on my list. Sure, Actually, man. it's uh, question A and B. Two, two, yes, two segments. A, what is your favorite animal child right now and B what's what's your next acquisition of animal
2: so what's my favorite animal is it an animal that we have at the facility or just in the world
1: uh which ooh let's so let it see
2: <laughs> yeah okay so my favorite animal on the planet um has been for years a jaguar okay i think jaguars are amazing i got to work with jaguars in college and they're just they're you know, they're a cat that kills 10 foot long Crocs Caimans I didn't realize they could do that with one bite through the skull they're the only animal they're the only cat that bites through the skull not through the neck because their jaw power Siberian tiger is bigger double the size of a jaguar they have half the bite power and they're, they wow. can, they've swimmed, so they're incredible. Um, I also love uh, all the mountain sheep of the world, are very important to me. Mm-hmm. I love mountain sheep, bison, uh, bears, your black bears, stuff like that. Just t- great white sharks. I was a kid that saw Jaws one again in the water. So I could Oh, you, no, 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 no. I, no. I got to cage dive with great whites. <laughs> and uh that, no, which was, which was I incredible. no thanks i got yeah. to do that it was i saw four great whites it was incredible uh. yeah so um but far as animals that we have I, I mean it's really impossible for me to tell you what my favorite animal is mm-hmm. because i love them all we're, we're with them every day you know mm-hmm. um i will say this in terms of um the one i think that when people see it they're like oh my god that's neat it's our kinkajou so a kinkajou, K-I-N-K-A-J-O-U, if you want to Google that, yeah. is, that's uh, our seal. We have a seal of our ministry, and it's a kinkajou. It's not a monkey. We don't have monkeys. We don't do primates. His name is Irwin after Steve Irwin Oh, nice. And um, he is really cool. And, oh,
1: a, it's like a little tree
2: thing. A tree thing. That's, that's Latin. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. the scientific <laughs> that's name That's the for scientific him. name, yeah. Well, the tree thing. Little, little, little tree thing. <laughs> is his hair that color? Ours isn't quite that blonde. Ours is a little darker, but very similar. And so, is it more of a reddish tint?
1: Kind of like. Nah, I? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you want a
2: kinkajou comparison. They got the well, right tongue it looks like it, it has the uh, face of
1: a, a bat, but like the body of like a monkey looking thing. It is a very
2: unique animal. and They have a prehensile tail, which Just they can her climb life. with their tail. Look,
0: this makes complete sense that you'd have a unicorn primate for the unicorn animal handler. There, you go. I'm there you go. There you Like,
1: can you mute Williams over there? He's <laughs> getting, disrespecting my animal.
2: And uh, what was C? What was the C thing what uh, next? What's your next acquisition for animals? So here's here's what's interesting to me. I really don't want. We really don't want that much more. You know, we have what we need to do to be effective in doing what sure. we need to do. Um, and we have partners all over the country with stuff. So like, I don't ever want giraffes. Yeah, I have a friend that has three.
1: Yeah,
2: and I and I have access to a ranch with those. I have friends that have big cats. We are partnered with Bear Creek Feline Center in Panama City, Florida. We're taking kids there, and they've got mountain lions and lynxes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I've got friends with wolves. I, I've got a, the Lord has opened up access to all kind of stuff. But in terms of stuff we want, uh, I want Patagonian cavies, which are look like a I'm not gonna go rabbit I'm not. cross with a guinea pig and a deer. Rabbit cross with a guinea. They're rodent. <laughs> and they're, they and have, deer. They
0: have antlers. They look
2: like a deer. No, they don't. <laughs> Jackalopes. Have, they don't they don't have <laughs> antlers, but everybody thinks they're little deer when they see them for some reason. Like I know exactly deer. what you're talking about. But yeah. They're and they're real gentle. Yeah. And they're unique and they're, they can live with our tortoises, so we could put them in the same thing. Kids could go in and feed cuz everything with us is about an encounter. Yeah, sure. like, the, like the public sees when we do events, they see hedgehogs, prairie dogs, snakes, tortoises, tarantulas, maybe a bird. But most of the animals we have, the public will never see, even on social media. Mm-hmm. It's for the kids we work with. We want them mm-hmm. when they come through and see these really exclusive animals, go, this is for you. Because mm-hmm. most of the time, the kids going through a challenge in life are told, well, your depression disqualifies you for this. Mm-hmm. Your sickness disqualifies you for this. What we tell them is what the enemy's done to you qualifies you Right. for what we have because right. God wants you. So that's really what it's about. And we found that that really connects with them. Like this is their stuff. Right. So, I, I, But there are some birds that I would like. If someone wants to donate these or the cash it takes to get these. Sure. So um, I would love to have a Toko toucan, which is a $10,000 bird, which I don't have one. Uh, wow. I would love to have a Keelbield toucan. And I would love to have a Hyacinth macaw, which is a $15,000 bird. Yeah. Okay,
0: so I went to the San Antonio Aquarium with my kids yep. a while back, and uh, they have the fish stuff and everything yeah. around there, is the, the rays you can pet and feed. The very back, they have these exotic birds, mm-hmm. and they have this whole thing on the backside where it's all caged in, and mm-hmm. the birds just fr- flying everywhere. So you get the little feed. and So I was going to feed some ducks mm-hmm. that were at my feet, and I opened the thing of feed in my hand, and all these birds just attached to my arm, hanging on my collar. Yeah, It was really neat. So... I'm letting these birds just have their time you know, on my arm, and I see this black toucan with this long <laughs> yellow beak, and he's just looking at me. He's not moving, and I thought it was fake at first, but I'm realizing it's not. So I move to a different position. He flies, gets even closer, and he's just staring at me. Now, this isn't like Fruit Loops toucan, okay? Yeah. This dude looks pretty vicious. He's solid black. Because there are lots of toucan killings around the nation. You know? Have you seen Angry Birds. <laughs> Okay, I'm just saying it you made know, me nervous. South I don't know to believe,
1: it, so I'm gonna have to Google that. Look, to
0: the say. beak looked don't dangerous. Okay, yeah, I can just seem like doing a boomerang move on me and going back to his
2: perch. You know, America must stop believing Pixar on animals. <laughs> <laughs> you mean they don't talk? Yeah, no, uh-huh. well, uh huh. Anyway. Well, no, actually, I have two birds who do talk, so that's okay. Anyway, the, the oh, toucan was beautiful, it yeah, just scared me. Yeah. So, no, they are beautiful. So, we have a toucan. We have an R. Sorry, toucan—the smallest species of toucan. His name is Papaya. We've had him for three years, and I give him the ironic blessing every day, like because they're hard to keep. Yeah, I lay, I, I put literally. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. <laughs> you know, this is my blessing over him because he's such a cool bird, and, we, and he loves to eat blueberries. We let kids put a blueberry, and they come. He picks the blueberry out of their hand. Okay. And, mm-hmm. Once again, it's creating a memory. Yeah, and if you can create a memory for these animal-loving kids that's Christ-centered, and They'll never forget that because whatever trauma they're going through, you know, when, when that, when that, even if it's something as simple as that, that kid going, "You're too fat, you're you're, uh, you're ugly," mm. that never leaves. You could take the most beautiful girl, a senior in high school, and she's the prom queen, the most popular girl at school, and, and ninety nine people walk up to her at the prom and say, "My God, you're stunning." One guy goes, "You're too fat." What's she gonna remember? Sure. Yeah. And then you yeah. take that to a whole different level with abuse, neglect, trauma.
0: Sure.
2: And, and you know, but you look at the, what, the, the works of Jesus. You think about how he treated Mary Magdalene. You think about how the men had treated Mary Magdalene. Yeah. Time. And what does Jesus treat her completely? He lets her be one of his disciples. You know? Yeah. And the first witness to the resurrection. Yeah. That wasn't an accident. In the Middle East, if you're trying to make up a religion, you're not going to put a woman as the That's first right. witness to the resurrection. <laughs> Come on. And a woman with a history... So when Jesus encountered people, he gave them the kind of love and encounter they'd never forget, and we're hoping to, in our little way, do that with the animals. You know, with the kids. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. I guess we'll close up. We're uh, probably one of the longest episodes. I'm gonna say I I could
0: talk this all day. Chester's rant. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But I do want to uh, circle back on on two things. So um, on ministry. It uh, sounds like the resounding theme is total conviction of your ministry being all in and you're focused on intentionality and I also want to point out something that we started to cover just a moment ago was if if somebody is struggling in their in their ministry um Chester, what you were saying was a perfect example is it's not always more it's not always no. if I can take in more, mm. if I can take in more that mm. highlighted uh something that was very smart, just not on ministry side but business side or you know pretty much all aspects of life is. Sometimes it might take a focus on connection with mm-hmm. others, sure, to leverage that, and in doing you—you're only one person or two person if sure. you're if you're a spousal team. Yep, you, you can't always take on more and no. do everything yourself. So it's—it's it, it's looking for those connections of relation.
2: Yeah, I want an impact. I want us to have. I, I don't measure it on numbers. I don't measure it on size. I measure it on impact. Yeah, you know, and like so. Um, you think about the impact that that Jesus had on on Saul. All oh,
0: right, yeah,
2: you know, or on Mary Magdalene, mm. you know, or even on like John. I mean, the only one who went to the cross. Yeah, you know. So, what kind of impact can you have on a person? And because uh, American culture, and I've had the devil send people all the time. You need to be bigger. You need to be bigger. Well, we right. know where we need to go, but I'm not listening to those people. Sure, That's I'm right. try to listen to the Holy Spirit. He's a much better counselor. And um, <sighs> and you know, it's like. With what we want to do, we, we we know where we can be, and we have partners that have things, and we get we, we are going to expand in certain ways, of course. But it's if it if it gets away from interpersonal ministry, that's right. If mm-hmm. it takes me and my wife away from actually spending time with the kids, and we're not doing it, mm-hmm. yeah. Period. You know, yeah, yeah.
0: that's good yeah. stuff. Hey, if you want to learn more about Kingdom Zoo and Wild Wishes, you can go kingdomzoo dot Kingdom com, dot com as well. You can listen to him on More Outdoors on AM five sixty KLVI on iHeartRadio. Radio. Yep. And um, to find out all about Texas fish and game, go to fishgame.com yes, or buy the magazine somewhere.
2: Yeah, go find the mag. And uh, thank you guys for having me on the show. I really appreciate Man, it. It's,
0: it's been, honor. been an honor.
1: Thank it you. was a pleasure. Yeah.
0: Thank you. And you can check out MattCast on Facebook, Instagram. Tell your friends about us, Apple, Spotify, Google Ads, placements, things. I don't know where we're at. We're everywhere.
1: Statements. <laughs> Peace out. Love you guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is Matt Cast.